Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, don't look at the news. Hello and welcome to the only video series online that is completely ignoring the outside world, ignoring everything that's happened apart from wrestling and silly bollocks from the 90s. Yes, it's Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast time. Your host, Mafu, with various posters and has grown a beard due to one person DMing me saying, can you grow your beard? And I said yes. Now I'm looking at myself. I look like a posh cane dingle. Thank you for that. And join as always on the podcast is Jack the Jobber. How you doing, pal? I'm good. Growing a beard as well. That's that's me. That's oh, about I can as tell, good yeah. as I can do. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, just desperately waiting for a haircut and for 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 the pubs to open again. It's just it's getting me down now. It's getting me down. How are you, Matthew? I'm grand, thank you. I appreciate the thought, but. There's someone else on the podcast we've got to introduce, and his name is Ross Twiddell. Ross, how you doing? I'm lovely, Matthew. Not growing a beard because I can't, um, but apart from that, I just taking it along. Couldn't be better under the circumstances. How are you? I'm coping, which is the best thing we can do right now. But wait a minute, Ross, you've never grown a beard. I've tried, Matthew, but it didn't work. Um, apparently, I had a, the basis of a lovely beard, but I couldn't get through that awkward, you know, that awkward phase where it's it's a mess. Oh, that I awkward second album. That. I'm ugly you. enough. I'm ugly enough without having to oh, go through that as well. I thought Ross looked when Ross had his beard. I thought he looked a bit like you know on Futurama when Bender's hungover and he's got rust across his chin. No, I'm not. It's not horrible. I thought that was quite an accurate. <laughs> No, I'm not trying to be a dick. Your rusty beard. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It, did, it was coming through ginger. No, against gingers, of course. It's a lovely, lovely shape. And it's just that one bit of ginger. That you're right. It does look like a rusted beard. <laughs> so, anyway, that's the news of Ross's beard. The Ross. The news in wrestling. Bugger. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Last week it emerged that Jinder Mahal had to undergo surgery for a knee injury he suffered and will be out of action for another prolonged period of time. This came just a few weeks after Mahal returned, after 10 months out from injury. That's pretty bad, lad. I know a lot of people are very yeah. excited to see Jinder Mahal, but what about you, Jack? Yeah, I feel bad for him because he'd been out for so long. Apparently, the surgery was meant to be a minor one, but then it turned out to be more complicated than they thought. So now he's properly out for a while. It's just a shame, isn't it? It is. I've decided it is. I. Uh, any mm. thoughts there, Ross? I know he's one of your boys. 
No, I, I, I was quite intrigued by Jinder's return because he cut that promo, didn't he? Where he looked <clears> like a baby face. He was speaking about uh, his ascension back to the top being a, a story of whatever he called it. I can't remember the word he used, but it looked like a baby face promo and a new direction for Jinder that we won't see for quite some time. But then again, they were saying it was going to be him versus Drew in the summer, so that wouldn't lend to him being a baby face. Who knows what they were going to do? Mm. Uh, yeah, it's a shame. It's a massive shame. Never see, like to see people get injured, do you? No. But if he grew your beard, he'd be Ginger Mahal. <laughs> uh, Jeff Jarrett's lawsuit against Anthem and Impact Wrestling is set to go to trial at the end of the month after attempts to settle it failed. Yes, this is still happening. Apparently, it's been a long and complicated lawsuit. Apparently, one of the interesting cases in this is the debate on whether pro wrestling is sport or entertainment. <laughs> and that the jury will have to decide which, in regards to this case, <laughs> wrestling is. <laughs> Uh, good luck there. Uh, and in sad news, Bill Apter and the NWA have both announced the death of Johnny Walker, better known as Heyday as Mr. Wrestling 2. But compared to other weeks, this is actually all right news because he was 85 and he had a hell of a life and a hell of a career. So Fair enough. And for example, to show how old this guy is, any ideas or thoughts on Mr. Wrestling 2? I don't know enough about him. I can't, can't say. But they made a reference to him on Dynamite this week and everyone seemed to enjoy it on commentary, so... I'm assuming he was quite a popular guy. Oh, Jim Ross probably gave him a lift to the arena when he was a kid, so that's nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's always nice to see a normal death now. It's like, oh, 85-year-old legend dying peacefully. That's great. You love to see it. <laughs> and that's all the news I have from my notes. What does Jack have for us on my phone? Nothing. Great. I'm glad I did the no, news I do. then. Yeah, I do. No, I do. I've got oh, the news is NXT. Of, that's I've got that's a recap of, That's I've got NXT. A recap of recap of takeover in your house mm. with Todd Pettingill. That's right. They dug him out from wherever he's been staying all these years. Looks like Gary Shandling now. It's a good look. I I thought he was brilliant. I he played his part well, which he did do very well in '95. It's just sometimes you didn't want a Todd sandwich, so to speak. Sometimes you want to <laughs> choke Todd rather than listen to him speak. But he was very good at what he was told to do. And so, I have a brief rundown of the card here at NXT TakeOver In Your House. And sticking to the In Your House formula, not only did they have the old set and the themes and the promotional consideration paid for the following and all the rest, it was only two hours with change. I was so happy. Already liking it. Already already high praise for me for being only <laughs> two hours long. And the opener, Tegan Knox, Mayor Yim, and Shoji Blackheart beat Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. It's a nice... 10-minute match that didn't outstay its welcome. Anything to add? Or something like that? That's fine. Finn Balor beat Damian Priest. Another match that only went 12 minutes. 12 minutes, <laughs> as you've been to say. Uh, nice. Damian oh, Priest tried to, use, he tried to use the, the big steel steps. Didn't work. Land on it. Ow me back. And that led to the finish. I'm like, this is great. NXT's learned from its mistakes. Yay, so happy. And then Keith Lee beat Johnny Gargano in a match that apparently went 20 minutes. Um, I was clean shaven by the when it started. <laughs> so uh, I was not a fan of this match, but I'll save my neg- negativity for afterwards. What did you think, Ross? I really enjoyed it. I don't know if it's just it's my personal thing. I, I never cared about Gargano as a babyface when it wasn't against Champa. I was in that camp, which I got, I got torn apart for having that opinion 
on the NXT Championship tier ranking. So, up yours, people who don't agree with my opinion. I that's a backward thing to say. Anyway, <laughs> Gargano as a heel is is fantastic, and the, the sort of juxtaposition of the little guy being the heel and the big guy being the baby face and the stuff with the the keys and the door. I enjoyed all of that. It was a great match. I really enjoyed it, Matthew. Jack, you like Johnny? What do you think? Um, I enjoyed the wrestling in the match, but there were bits outside of the moves that I didn't enjoy as much, like the um, Johnny trying to escape through the door. Why would you try and run away from a, a title match when you're not the champion? I didn't like that. Um, to and get I a thought frying ending, pan. Was it to get a weapon? I don't know. Get that portrait <laughs> that of the would, Doc Hendricks. Um, and... Um, what was the other bit I didn't like? The finish, I think, was a bit rushed. It was like, Candice is there, oh, and now Mia Yim's there, and it's all kicking off. But I thought the rest in itself was good because they're both very good athletes. I'll agree with some of that. The finish sucked. First of all, they've got those hockey glass things around the arena. I was completely redundant because Keith Lee did the powerbomb through it, and so everyone's got <laughs> now. Fantastic. And <laughs> so they went out. He dragged them back in, sneezing on everybody as he went. Thanks, Keith. Uh, dragged them in. He worked on his arm for about five minutes. Gargano ignored that. Gargano shoved his car keys into his eye. He ignored that. Then his wife, he came out. He ignored that. Kicked out of three super kicks to the head. Ignored that. And he just did his finisher and won. Crap. Um, Whoa. Nah. I hate that. I hate Johnny Gargano. But on the positive <laughs> side, the, <clears throat> the fact that it was two hours in a bit meant they could only have one of these wank matches so it was great great they kept all for one match woohoo so if you skip this it was a five star show uh, Karen Cross beat Tommaso Ciampa he battered him like an egg <laughs> thought, said, Jack. he battered him like an egg that's right like a scotch egg that battered egg <laughs> I said it um, yeah I thought it was the right thing to do wasn't it because Ciampa's been built up as this huge resilient like Gargano he kicks out of everything and then to have a big guy come in and just destroy him, I thought it was the, exactly the right thing to do. What about what do you think? Liked it. Did Ross like it? I loved it, me. It was exactly what it had to be. Good times. <laughs> uh, Adam Cole beat Velveteen Dream. Now, this is a, oh. a very decisive... <laughs> straight away. Very decisive opinion online. Ivy liked it. Oh, you kind of liked it. I guess. So, Jack, you made a little noise there and made me smile. You can go first. Well, watching it with Owen, he is more of a he is more of a technically minded person than I am at Cultaholic. He's obviously an editor. I'm more of a stupid caveman presenter. I don't understand technology. But even I agreed with him when he said, this is hard to watch because the camera, the production was like sloppy. Like the camera was all over the place. The headlights of the cars were distracting quite a lot of the time. And some of the jokes just didn't land as well. What was that Uber about? No, no, yeah, there was an no, Uber. No idea. No, no. <laughs> um, Ross, what did you think? Uh, I think we already knew that NXT probably shouldn't do these cinematic matches after Gargano versus Champa, but this rubber stamp that point and then some. I just they tried to do it in a certain style, as you say, it was very distracting and hard to watch and. The, the Uber Gaga didn't get. I liked the uh, the bit with Dexter Loomis coming in and just abducting two human beings. That was fantastic because it's wrestling, it's silly bollocks, and it fit Dexter Loomis lovely. I liked the bit where Adam Cole went through the windshield. That was gnarly and 
all sorts of and all that malarkey. But by and large, I just thought it didn't quite achieve what it was trying to, which is a bit of a shame. Matthew? Pro Dexter Loomis kidnapping the Undisputed Era. Hopefully, whatever basement they're hanging from there, they kept for a while. And yes, it was very badly done. It looks shocking. The camera cuts, which the Reeves product gets criticized a lot for, was made this just insanely, or as you said, production-wise, you're like, did they think this looked good? Uh, but not very good. Some people died. However, I'll still take that over watching any more Cole versus Dream matches. So <laughs> it sucked, but it could have been worse. Optimism. And then in the main event, Io Shirai defeated Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. And here's this week's running gag. Take a shot every time she's mentioned. <laughs> cool. I thought it was a very enjoyable main event. I thought it looked like a main event. It felt like a main event. And that's all I wanted. Uh, Moonsault at the end looked Oof. pretty awful, but luckily... Rhea Ripley's doing all right, according to Triple H in his phone call afterwards, where he pretends to care about podcasters on Twitter. Um, any thoughts there, Ross? Yeah, just I was sure I was. That was yeah. You know, she should have won, and she did. She had a couple of massive moments in the match: the, the the splash off the top of the house, which someone had to do it, and I'm glad it was her. Yeah, I just I enjoyed the match from start to finish. I did, Jack. Yeah, I fully agree. I thought it was the best match of the night, um, narrowly edging out. Priest and Balor actually was really good, but I think this main event was the best match of the night. And I thought it was the right result as well. Um, we'll talk about it later on, but they didn't need to rehabilitate Charlotte as much as they did. Because I don't think she got hurt by losing this belt. But this week she absolutely destroyed everyone. <laughs> so, um, but but for, in it, for NXT it's good. Because I think Yoshirai is fantastic and she's a good champion. Good time, so... I thought overall it was good. And I regret, though, not saying to describe the match, the main event, Yoshiraiko, NXT, off your house. Oh, <laughs> off, right. <laughs> Let's go to the next segment. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Now it's time for everyone's favorite segment, the Hall of Fame. And in condescending order from last week, in third place, Kyle O'Reilly's Fashion Sense. 25%, because obviously if there's one thing we guys know more than wrestling and 90 stuff, it's fashion sense. Uh, Woods, Cole, Cesaro and Breezes, where the party at? Lip sync, 32%. Ooh, it's a bad miss, but what a win. The what will Mongo do next? Twitter account, yes, 43%. Yes, yes. What will Mongo do? He'll help me win. Thank you very much, Mongo. Checks in the post, and thank you very much for voting. As the winner of last week's, uh, I had to think very hard to think of something positive this week because it's, you know, I think if I hadn't seen this one, this week's entry for me would have been sleeping because it's the only thing I've done that's been enjoyable. Uh, there is another Twitter account. It's almost as good as Mongo's, almost. Sequels are never as good as the originals. That is called <laughs> The Masterful Adventures of Sid. <laughs> this is Psycho Sid, Sid Justice. Uh, whatever you would call them, don't call them late for dinner. And it's just random clips from one of the most interesting guys in the world of American wrestling. And you think of what that covers, you know, what an interesting guy he was. Would leave immediately after huge pushes, pushes, pushes whatever. Maybe he left off some pusses too. Oh, uh, in WWF no. in 92 and 97. And he's most known for some people who like to look back at old crap wrestling. 
uh, and there are a lot of them. He's become like a joke there because some segments he did that have become legendary, like when Goldberg's Goldberg has his car crew. Why? To get to your car. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Goldberg! Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I have. You are twice the man I am, but I have half the brain that you have. It's just very entertaining, and I think everybody right now needs a daily dose of Sid. So that's my pick. Uh, Ross, what's your pick? I'll be following that account after this podcast, that's for sure. I love Sydney. Anyway, in, uh, as we all rejoiced at the sight of that house at NXT TakeOver, off your house on Sunday night. So in that vein, and with Batlash coming up this weekend, I'm going for the Batlash hooks. I know they're not going to come oh. back, but I would love to see them come back. Uh, the, what the, How they would always part when someone would walk through them. That was a lovely touch every time. But the Batlash hooks are something that should come back, but won't come back. And since they won't come back, let's celebrate them in the Hall of Fame. Do you know when they did the Hardcore Battle Royal? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it was, a backlash, and the Hardy Boys were in it, and they swung off it. Yeah. They were one of the people. Oh, good times. Love the hooks. Jack, there's, there's... I'm not saying you've got high expectations here, lad, but I mean, if you want to no, win... I, that, that's, that pick that Ross has just made there is what this Hall of Fame is all about, really, for me. That's a quintessential <laughs> Cultaholic Hall of Fame pick. Um, I'm going to go for Io Shirai for making me look like a genius, honestly. We got a question in the mailbag just the other week. What very specific wrestling prediction have you correctly made? And I got, I got one straight after. I, I predicted exactly how the finish of that match was going to go. So for making me look really clever... I'm going to go for Io Shirai for that moonsault onto Rhea, well, onto Rhea's head while she was caught in the figure eight. So I'm going for Io. And she's got a banger of a theme song as well. Two reasons there. Mm. Three very interesting picks. Love to see it. So if you'd like to see who wins the Hall of Fame... No, you can vote in the Hall of Fame. You can make this a thing by going to (laughs) patreon.com forward slash cultaholic and you can vote for either the sid account you get the right name it's called at my buddy sid some people struggled to find the mongo one last week apparently there's a bunch of people called mongo out in the world my buddy sid the backlash hooks whoosh, or eo shirai in brackets making jack look smart so there's your picks take your fancy and we'll see you next week with the results that says this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ha! Ah, this week in wrestling. Ah, SmackDown. <sighs> One day we'll do this, and SmackDown won't be there. It'll be the best podcast we'll ever do. <laughs> uh, Jeff Hardy explains what happened last week. He was knocked unconscious and framed. I can tell you what happened this week as well. I watched five minutes of SmackDown and switched it off. Uh, at the police station, he found out that witnesses saw a suspect with red hair and a red beard. Ross. Uh, <laughs> Seamus comes out and blames Jeff. Calls him a junkie, etc. Ooh, They brawl, and Seamus gets the better of it. Oh, that's a bit embarrassing, isn't it, really? Someone calls you all those names and he beats you up. Mm. Like, aye, fair point, mate. Uh, any thoughts on this, Ross? My well, Matthew, I'm asking the question straight away. If witnesses saw a red beard and red hair, why has Seamus not been questioned by the police? This needs to be addressed. Come on, there's a big plot hole here. Um, 
yeah, it's yeah, we've we've gone down this route with the uh, the real life aspects of this storyline. We sort of pulled it back a bit when Jeff was out and he'd been framed clearly, and Seamus was to blame. Uh, yeah, they've, they've continued to go down this route. And I don't know what to think of it, Matthew. To be honest with you, I don't know what to say. I'll see how it plays out. That's what I've got to say. It's a bit crap, really. <laughs> Why do people watch this podcast? I agree. I, don't know. <laughs> I agree. Cut that bit out. It's a bit crap, really. <laughs> Then the one week you're not here, we could just use that audio soundbite for all the SmackDown. <laughs> uh, Otis steals Corbin's cape and crown before beating him via DQ. He beats up Corbin afterwards, the wee scamp. What a heel. What, what an arsehole. <laughs> Later, Mandy distracts Sonya from the Tron, costing her a match against Lacey Evans. Oh, you've always got lots of opinions on this, Jack. What do you think of the wee scamp? Um... I don't want a feud between Otis and Corbin, to be honest with you, Matthew. I don't want that at all. But at least Otis won. Yes, it was by DQ, but at least he got the better of it in the end. Ross. King Corbin is not a real king. You don't leave your cape and crown lying around just for other people to put their hands on and then get angry when somebody does pick up a very expensive crown. It's 101, Matthew. It's the, it's the first page of the handbook. That's my thoughts on the segment. Otis can't well, be blamed here. <laughs> you you know better than me. <laughs> Miz and Morrison pull several hilarious how pranks. How weird? Wait, how weird is that? I just what, it's Ross just all king? hit me that it just hit me there that he was a king for two years. I'm just I'm like what? When does, do you find it weird, Ross? Looking back, uh, no, not so much weird, just regretful. <laughs> 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 oh. Okay. Oh no, we have to go back to SmackDown now. Miz and Morrison pull several <laughs> hilarious pranks on Braun Strowman until he finds their surveillance van and flips it over. I saw clips of this. Get your own back, making a comeback. Um, Don't see you rolling your you eyes think... at the Miz and Morrison though, Mafu. Miz and Morrison used to be like they'd stand out so much from the other WWE writing because they would sound like they were living in reality land. This is crap. Is it not the point, though? We're we not supposed to be going, oh, those two those two pricks doing their childish things. I hope Braun gets them. Is that not the whole point of what they were doing? I thought it was funny, me. Oh, I get what you're saying. Th- um, through that lens, you know what I mean? Right. I actually think uh, it was funny. <laughs> uh, crap in a crap way, I'll go with. But I'm being negative. Uh, Jack, what did you think? No, I didn't like it either, to be honest. Oh, so much other. I thought it. I thought it dominated quite a lot of the show as well. I hope it cool. was George's van. And George's oh, George's yeah. George's surveillance kit. That's <laughs> what George does on a Sunday yeah. afternoon. <laughs> Brian and Styles exchange words before their tournament final match for the IC title. Drew Gulak, the unfired Drew Gulak, uh, faces Styles and shockingly beats him. Wow. And that was it. And then Bailey and Sasha win the women's tag belts from Bliss and Cross. Uh, Bailey Doss Straps, which is Bailey Doss Straps. Bailey Two Straps. Yeah, she's now, been calling herself Bailey Doss Straps online. It's brilliant. Oh, has she? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Surprising thing here. I thought Bliss and Cross were going to have the thing with the Iconics, and then this has happened. I don't want to believe anymore, Jack. What's <laughs> happening? Me? Um, I couldn't hear who you'd asked there. Was it me? Uh, yes. Right. Well, I'm assuming that Sasha and Bailey are going to, at some point, maybe not this weekend, but at some point, lose the belts to the Iconics or Bliss and Cross. And then that'll lead into Bailey versus Sasha 
and Bliss and Cross versus the Iconics. But I don't know. Who knows? What do you think? Oh, well, I just looked and said, yeah, on Raw, there's the three-way that's been announced, so maybe I should have... Oh, well, right, <laughs> We yeah. should keep our thoughts until we announce this bit. Uh, on Raw, wow, Sasha and Bailey open the show and get themselves in a three-way tag match with the Iconics and Asuka and Charlotte. Asuka and Charlotte win, woohoo, before Charlotte attacks Asuka and stands tall. Later, Charlotte beats Asuka, meaning one night after losing the NXT Championship, she's beaten the Raw, SmackDown, and Tag Team Champions of the Women's Division. Ross, say something while I do the joke. Um, you have to keep drinking as long as I'm speaking, Matthew. I can't think of what. Oh, no, it um, was a lot of victories. Yeah, you're right. This whole Charlotte thing, it seemed to set off with one intention, obviously, to get more eyes on NXT. But all it's done is make Charlotte look better at the benefit of absolutely nobody else, NXT included. And it just—it's it, utterly baffling. She wasn't asked that she lost the NXT Women's Title. Uh, nobody she wrestled on NXT seemed to get the better of her whatsoever. She's come back to Raw. She's got the better of Asuka. I mean. I'm I'm a fan of Charlotte Flair. I, mean, I think it's a bit of a shame that she is so over-saturated, I guess is the word, but this surely she must take a step back at one point and go, hang on a second, lads and lasses. This isn't helping anybody but me. What, how, oh, I don't know what to think of it. It's just, yeah, they don't help Charlotte whatsoever, which is a bit of a shame for me. Hmm. Jack. Are they trying to get her to be a 16-time champion? Is Probably. that it? Like yeah. who? <laughs> like a dart? Awesome. Bloke well, just looked right in the window there. Oh. Oh, oh no. Is it Dexter Loomis? No. <laughs> He's walked past. It's all right. Uh, oh, yes. Okay. So, sorry. That's Yeah, that's what... I, oh, no. He's going back the other way. Oh, no. That's a different bloke. That's what... I, yeah. So, Charlotte <laughs> winning too much. There you go. Sorry. Sorry. Ah. Uh, it's a shame. We should have Charlotte on this show just so she can be... Every, we should call it the Charlotte Weekly Podcast this week. <laughs> this show, she's doing very well. And yeah, look, there's lots of great talents in WWE. I can't think of any of them I want to see every single week on every single show they do. That's ridiculous. No. Uh, Mysterio does a follow-up Skype interview, nothing but the best for WWE, and argues with Seth. Seth then gets jumped by Alistair Black, who teamed with Carrillo to beat Ron's henchman. Murphy and Theory get their heat back because Seth comes out to Mysterio's music with his mask on. Nothing like what Nijax did last week with the mask and whatever. Uh, whoa, he totally owned you there, it says here. Well, yeah, I don't That's get what I don't, as well. I don't get the point of it. It was weird. It was really weird. They thought Especially it was Ray. Not... No, they, they didn't thought... think it was Ray. <laughs> they thought it was Ray. They saw, <laughs> Seth in... they saw Seth in the suit one second, then they saw a guy in a mask with the same suit on and thought it was Ray. <laughs> It was a flawless plan. <laughs> flawless. Flawless. No, I, I, I think, yeah. <laughs> do you ever see in WCW when they do people dressed up as Sting and Kevin Nash did it one time and the commentators had to be like, Sting's here, Sting's here. <laughs> and he's grown a foot and a half. <laughs> Good times. Christian is here with the Peep Show. No, not that Peep Show. Uh, his guest is Edge, whom he cuts an intense promo on. It's good. Orton interrupts and says he's going to embarrass Edge at Backlash in the greatest wrestling match ever. Oh, that was it. Uh, uh, I think we talked before this. I don't want to talk about it later on. It's a big question anyway. But uh, yeah, what did you think of this promo, Ross? I really enjoyed it. I didn't expect it to go the way that it did, although it did flip to the other side a bit too quickly, like he was given. Edge the hard truths and calling them out this, that, and the other, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's the edge I want to see with his eyes. 
<laughs> those eyes he has. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I like the direction it went. It just it didn't get me any more excited for this match because I still think that the tagline is a load of bollocks and it set them up for failure when you didn't have to do that. We'll, we'll talk about that more later. But yeah, it was a, it was a nice podcast. Eh, nice podcast. A nice promo for what it was. Oh, sorry. No, it is a nice podcast. You're right. <laughs> wow. What a nice promo. Andrade wins a triple threat match to become the number one contender to Apollo Cruz's US title. Any thoughts there, Jack? Um, That's what I'm asking. I hope that I hope that Andrade loses because I want him to get a push and be nearer the top of the card. And I think Apollo is doing really well in the. Um, he's been he's been kind of presented really well since he's become US champion, and I think it seems like they're going towards a feud between Apollo and. Big Kevin Owens, so yeah, I think this is all going all right as long as as long as Apollo wins at Backlash, I think. Hmm. The Stone Mountain Proud, such a cool name to hail from. Uh, the Viking Raiders and Street Profits uh, draw five five in at Decathlon. Later, <sighs> we get a tag match pitting the Raiders against Lashley and MVP. The heels win, and Lashley continues assault until Drew Claymore's face off. So I skipped the uh, amusing segment this week. How was it, Ross? Well, I, I, I'm a mug, right? Because I do these WTF moments, and I was sat there going, because the first thing they did was a 1,600-metre dash. So I was thinking, first of all, is that an Olympic event? I don't think it is. And then Montez Ford got out of his lane, and I was going, well, he got out of his lane, therefore he would have been disqualified. And then they went and did other bollocks that just, I don't, yeah, it's gone too far now. I've, I enjoyed the first few, but now it's like, oh, well, let's wrestle. I was just thinking it was a bit silly how, you know, we're doing Olympic-themed things here, and we didn't do wrestling on this wrestling show. Do the Olympic event called wrestling. I don't know. It, yeah, I'm, I'm past it now. Jack? <laughs> um, I was really annoyed as soon as they started tallying up the decathlon, and I remember that a decathlon is 10 events, because they were obviously going to draw 5-5, five, five. so I'm guessing that to settle it, they're going to have a match now. Well, why couldn't they have a match before all of this? I don't get it. And they're probably just going to end up friends, aren't they? Which is fine. Is one of them the tag team champ? Are the Street Profits the tag team champions? Yes, they are. Are they? Well, I totally didn't. It's good that you didn't know that. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Not them but the best, do you? But I. Uh, whatever do we sell in right now, I'm not necessarily buying. But what what's something positive about Raw and SmackDown? Uh, Asuka. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. What's your positive lost, thing? She lost, though. She lost. No, no, no. Positive thoughts, positive thoughts. Potentially won. Uh, the rest what's your the, positive the thing, is... Ross? So we oh, can. When, so when people say you're too negative, we can go. No, we like this one thing. Sorry, we talked to me. Yes, I was. What's the one no, positive I... thing from Raw or SmackDown that you like this week? From Raw or SmackDown, I like the card, Matthew. The card of Raw on paper was incredibly, incredibly strong. But I'm going to caveat that with a negative. It fell really, really flat. I want to do it, Matthew. I only. How do we have a card that had all of that great stuff on it, apart from? Street Province and Viking Raiders. Apart from that, the rest of the card we looked on paper was amazing and it just felt so... Ugh. And I don't know why. I don't know how that's possible. Weird. And, and Jack, your positive thing of the week <laughs> for WWE. The wrestling has been largely good. Charlotte and Asuka was really good until the finish. And um, I liked Bailey and Sasha winning the tag belts. Sorry, what match? A Charlotte and Asuka. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> He's going to be in trouble by the end of this. Saving on me leggy, Bill. Uh, AEW. FTR make their in-ring debut and beat the Butcher and the Blade. While having a tense stare down with the Bucks and Omega and Hangman. Uh, 
Also, Ali doesn't seem to be with the Butcher and Blade anymore. She's now QT Marshall's girlfriend. Yeah, that happened a while ago, and it's it's odd. We don't know why. She, yeah, they're, they're, she's, she, she's just so attractive, she says. And she highlights his hair and how nice his hair is. And I didn't even notice QT's hair until she pointed it out. It's balding in a circle. So we still got he's hair just had, here, but it's there's just nothing there. And then there's hair. He's I've just never had, seen that um, before. He's just had hair plugs put in. Oh, is that right? Oh, that's why he, be, he's got like a hair island on a bald he sea. Must be, he must be waiting for it to to grow out. Ah. Yeah. Okay. That explains yeah, well, it. Well, I could see the, the attraction. Uh, meanwhile, FDR, I think, had a very good match and looked good. They showed off every 80s double team move that they knew before getting the spike pile driver there. Uh, the Young Bucks came out afterwards and they were like, hey, you didn't shake our hands. And I don't know if that was supposed to be a reference to the whole... Young Bucks got in trouble from Booker T and RVD and all the other rest. And he went, yeah, by the way, we're the Young Bucks. And we've single-handedly saved tag team wrestling on our backs by ourselves. And I'm like, what? Are you supposed to be the good guys? Ah, it's this, the Bucks, this, this... though. Uh, They're cocky, aren't they? Yeah. They, they have been known for their cocks, you know. Um, but yeah, <laughs> apart from that, that was a good debut. FTR, whatever it stands for. What about you, Jack? Yeah, I thought it was really good. It's the best Butcher and the Blade match that I've seen. Um, the revi- I'm just excited that FTR are there. They're really, really good. And I hope they batter the Young Bucks and make them humble. Oh, well, I'm sure we're all looking forward to that, Ross. <laughs> yeah, I was more intrigued by... Kylie was Cash Wheeler during the entrance went towards Arn and Tully and Sean Spears in the crowd. And a lot of people online... I just think it's fans more than insiders have been going on. Maybe Sean Spears with his magical new glove. He's getting his own version of the Four Horsemen. No, no. If FTR are going to be involved in that and maybe Arn turns on a dickish Cody, who knows? I'd like to see it. But I thought that was intriguing. I enjoyed the match. I I, I love the Butcher. The Butcher does something (laughs) for me that nobody in AEW, no other AEW roster member does for me. There's something magical about that man and his head. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a giant head like... Uh, yeah, if Sean Spears joins the Horsemen, Paul Rome is going to ch- tweet out "lol." Anyway. <laughs> Penelope Ford, not the way. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, Pe- Pe- sorry, Penelope Ford gets a pinfall over Women's Tag Champion Hikaru Shida in a tag match after hitting another belt. Uh, some people are very surprised there, but I think Penelope's been very good these last few weeks. Uh, we have a Kip Sagan. And afterwards, we see Darby Allen hanging out with his best friend, Tony Hawks. <laughs> it turns out Darby Allen's special move when he's when he's on his skateboard is the bail. <laughs> but he had magical clothing too. He put his magical jacket on. He nailed it first time. Magical clothing. We need to buy some. Everyone, you'll be fine. <laughs> can I just, can I point out, I'm, I'm, I think there's something really sinister about this because... Do you remember a few weeks ago when I nominated Bob Burnquist for the Hall of Fame? Yes, you did. And he now, was in Tony Hawk's. Since the then, I've seen so much to do with skateboarding. I think it's been like the whatever year anniversary of the start of the Tony Hawk franchise. And there's been so many recommended things for me to do with skateboarding. And I just feel like there's some sort of sinister algorithm being pushed to the Tony Hawk's like paid top dollar for to get him relevant again. And now he's showing up everywhere. He's showing up on Dynamite. I, it's really weird. So not only is Sean Spears going to join the Four Horsemen, not only maybe Darby Allen in his jacket, but also Tony Hawk. Yeah. 
Man, I'm loving the idea of it now. Speaking of evil things, Colcabana loses to Sammy Guevara and seems to be offered a place in the Dark Order. And then he seems to accept it because he realises he's not doing very well. Ooh, <laughs> intrigue. Uh, Sammy then clashes with Matt Hardy on the mic. Joey Janela is now aligned with Sonny Kiss in... I don't know. Supposed to be, Joey Janela gets drunk and then gets picked up by Sonny Kiss. And I think that was just... I'm not even sure I was supposed to make air, but the recording is just a day in the life of Joey Janela. And Cage <laughs> destroys Moxie in the car park. Developments everywhere in a couple of letters it says here. Yeah, there's stuff happening on AEW. What do we make of Matt Hardy's transition at a live event? How he goes from gimmick to gimmick just by going... It's, it's, it's very effective and cheap. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to make of it. <laughs> he should carry a big box around with him and go, hang on, hang on, two seconds. It's just changing. It's crap in it. It's crap in it. I'm a different man. Oh, back there. <laughs> it's funny because they all treat it serious. Like, my heart is changed. Like, wait, wait. <clears throat> like Triple H when Mick Foley's like, you may have beaten mankind. <laughs> yeah. but And then imagine if Foley went, I think you know the guy. <laughs> Cody defeats Mark Quinn in his open challenge before a huge show close and brawl leads to Cody offering Hager yeah, a shot at the TNT title for Fighter Fest. Not sure how that worked out, but uh, Mark Quinn looked all right until he played off his ankle being hurt from last week and then proceeded to go, well, I better not use this much. And then every move no, he did after that stop. involved his ankle. You know, I'm I right. Thought, I thought, I I've said on Graded yesterday that this was divisive and I loved it. I thought he did really, really well with his selling. Because every time he used it, it hurt more. And by the end of the match, he was like crawling. And then it just took Cody one submission to put him away. I thought it was genius, Matthew. I thought it was genius. You're right. Uh, if John Gargano had done that and then, you know, continue the match anyway, and then we'll have a small package, you're right. Well, we'll be, oh, we'll be well, giving him five stars. If Sid had done it, you'd have been like, oh, brilliant from Sid there. If Sid hit a moonsault, you're damn right. <laughs> Ross, what did you please settle this argument? I am numb to selling in professional wrestling. I didn't know. I didn't pick up on it because you, you see everyone doing it, don't you? No selling and selling and no selling. And he selling. wasn't. He wasn't no selling. He wasn't. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I thought he was really good. I was very impressed. I but did like think that it, one, it was one move to the knee that finished the match, though. I like that. It was. Because it wasn't even Cody's regular move, was it? I think he might have debuted that move just for that match. Arn's little cards work. I like that little touch. It's the injured body part. Aye. But do you not think, if you're a wrestler, all right, how about you do any other move apart from the one where you land right on your angle? He's inexperienced. <laughs> well, that's why he's not the TNT champion, you know, right? And NXT, that other show that's on Wednesdays, Gargano and Candice get a measure of revenge for their losses at TakeOver, beating Lee and Yim in a mixed tag. But was it a mixed reaction? What do you think, Jack? It was okay. <laughs> There's no one else to say. That's all I got already. Yeah. Cameron Grimes is scheduled to face Finn Balor, but he mocks Priest for losing to Balor and gets smacked in the face for being a cheeky boy. He claims Priest has broken his jaw, but Regal catches him lying about it and forces him to face Balor, who beats him. Balor targets Keith Lee and the North American title afterwards. Any thoughts there, Ross? I haven't seen this bit because I have work to do outside of watching the next teaser, Jack. <laughs> Um, it was just a bit of a 
But it, what, one of those little storylines that doesn't seem like the most important thing, but it, it, it leads somewhere on a weekly show. So it was all right. Um, I, I'm just surprised that... I, I feel like this episode was good, generally, but had a lot of stuff in it that was kind of filler for what should have been the fallout of Charlotte losing, but she didn't show up, so... Dunno. <clears throat> Sorry, though, there was one good thing up on the show. Drake Maverick congratulates El Fantasma on his win, but they're interrupted by the Lucha Kidnappers. <gasps> they get ready to fight, but Fantasma swerves Drake and they all beat him down. The henchmen and masks reveal themselves as Aral Mendoza, the Mother Cruiserweight classic from years ago that was kept around for. I don't know. And Joaquin Wilde? Yeah. Zima Ion. I can't forget that. And Phantasma also unmasks, very surprising for Luchador. It says his name is now Santos Escobar. It says Matthew breathes a sigh of relief. It says so I don't get mixed up with uh, El Phantasma from yeah. Australia. Okay, fair yeah. enough then. From Australia? Canadian. Canadian, Jesus. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <coughs> he wrestled in Australia. Yes. Don't Google it. Just take my word for it. So, yeah, this was interesting. I went online and saw what people's reactions were. People were very confused and... Um, some people seem to go, uh, WWE are going to be doing a Pablo Escobar gimmick, right down the <laughs> name, um, because, you know, Colombia and Mexico are very close together. Any thoughts there, Jack? The only person who watches NXT. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I'm a big fan of his, and I was since Lucha Underground, but um, it seems a name like, I think of an example, like uh, like Evan Bourne, how suddenly, like the Bourne films were big around that time and suddenly they're calling him Evan Bourne. It feels like one of those names that's too close to a famous name. Oh, okay. Right. To, it's a bit too unoriginal for me. But I, I think he's really good and I think he's probably better as a heel. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. I mean, you're right. If they'd done this when Narcos was on at Netflix. Right. Like, proper Narcos. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, get in. Everyone buying, buying shirts with Pablo's face. Yeah, Escobar. <laughs> uh, and Dexter Loomis creeps out Roderick Strong throughout the episode. Adam Cole beats him in the main event, but a post-match brawl breaks out between Loomis, Velveteen Dream, and the Disputed Error. Yay. Cole is left alone with his belt, but is interrupted by Scarlet, that turns over an hourglass and leaves it in the ring with him. 
devious mind games, it says here. Cole has not resorted to that, but I'll, t- I'll tell you, you can tell him now. Oh, I see. Cole's still fighting for this title. And Karrion Cross has got to go to full sale and get something. And I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if Cole beats him. Love it. And I've even got the headphones on as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should be holding one yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah. You, you tell him. <laughs> when you do a thing like that to Stuart Pierce. <laughs> every week we bring that up. And I swear there's every week people go, what is what is this promo they're talking about? Have we ever explained it's Newcastle it? United, it's Newcastle United's version of the Hard Times promo. That's yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, it anyway, really is. Uh, Kevin Keegan was not on this episode, sadly, but uh, any thoughts there on the main event bit in XT? Yeah, it's fine. Mm. Oh, uh, one rumors... the... Go on, Paul, sorry. Sorry, the, there's rumours that Cross is just going to batter Adam Cole and become the champion. And I, I kind of like it, I suppose. Yes. Please. Oh, I so like Adam Cole it's so bored of Undisputed Era no, running everything for no, years. <laughs> it's been years, Jack. You need to move. <laughs> Come on. At least do Undisputed Era Wolfpack or something. God. <coughs> but more importantly, you being the uh, Puro guy, New Japan has announced a return to wrestling. It has. Any thoughts it's there? An... You excited? So it's a... yeah, I am very excited actually. It's announced. Um, so there's going to be a mystery show, kind of like, kind of like Progress is unboxing, but all the matches will be announced at, at bell time at the start of the show. Um, the New Japan Cup is going to happen. And then it all ends with a two-header, which is going to be the final of the New Japan Cup, and then the very next day, Dominion. And the winner of the New Japan Cup gets a shot at Naito. Uh, mm-hmm. There's some big names in the New Japan Cup. Okada, Ishii, you know, Ibushi, and Gabriel Kidd. Get in. Can Has you he been over it? there all that time? Apparently I would have so. been. You won't be able to travel. But, oh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, He is. Mam will be missing him. Oh. <laughs> We should all DM after the show saying, hope you're all right. <laughs> well, he is. He's got, well, he's got Ishimori in the first round. I'm not sure. So he's he's against but a Ishimori. junior. He's against a junior, but he's probably going to get stiff. <laughs> he's going to get his head kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> well, nice knowing you, kid. <laughs> watch, it, watch your win and we'll look like idiots. Yeah. Uh, good. Um, the other news, not news, of wrestling this week. It was Jay Hunter's birthday. Oh. The lad from OSW. And he's 37. Oh, no, it's a little lad. The little lad looks like he's in his 20s. So you can sod off, Jay. Have you a lovely day. Is he really? Yeah. Bloody hell. Hey, good for you. It turns out healthy living's good for you, but I'll, I'll never know that <laughs> way of life. And we'll conclude with that. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> ah, time to have a little rummage in our mailbag. And it's, oh, get in. It's a favorite recurring character on the show right now. Uh, Dylan from Turkey update says, Hello, guys. We usually criticize WWE for not sustaining storylines. Therefore, I'm sending you this mail to further my storyline in the evening of Wednesday, in brackets, because I know you record your podcast on Thursday. What a nice guy. Up to the present, I get neither a tweet nor a DM from my fellow countrymen. I hope Jack's skepticism doesn't become the reality, but I think it has. Thanks to you guys, I feel like the Otis of Coldholic Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> I asked just a question and had my own storyline. I even featured in last week's SmackDown's WTF moments. Well, shout out the said storyline. Oh, that was nice. This is my last mail to you guys until something new happens. Thank you very much for both your great content and this last week of some back and forth. 
as some of the most entertaining wrestling YouTubers. Cheers, everybody. Delan. Thank you, Delan. Great. Uh, I think your cynicism was well-founded there, Jack. But The guy's just gone off the radar. Now he found out he was a boy. <laughs> catfishing. Tell you, man. <laughs> but, yeah, well, that was nice. It means that the my new favourite recurring segment on Colaholic Wrestling Podcast is uh, Dog Boatman. So I hope we see more of him in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Mailbag number two. Diddle high, diddle low, diddle hey, diddle ho, diddlers. Hope I said that right because I'm not saying it again. <laughs> hope you all do well in this current environment. Recently, R-Truth won back his 24-7 title for the X number of times I cannot even remember. But it got me thinking. Despite that at times entertaining feud between Drake and Truth for the 24-7 title, it could have been more than an R-Truth prop or roll-up title. And that made me think a couple of the latest every NXT champion tier list. What is the best or most memorable title reign or even your favourite title reign? For me, and this may be because I grew up during this prime and he's my favourite, Cena's September 06 to October 07 title reign is my favourite. Had a great feud that was culminating when he won back the title of the TLC match against Edge, an underrated short feud of Umaga, fantastic last man standing match at the 07 Rumble, then excellent feud of HBK, WrestleMania 23 till Backlash, which involved Edge and Orton in a four-way. A somewhat surprisingly good, in my opinion, mini feud with Carly. And a mix of superstars. All right, all right, okay, he had a good good feud. Uh, I think that reign gets overlooked because of the start of his prime and Super Cena phase, but it found, I found it pleasantly enjoyable. I would love to know your thoughts on your favourite title reign in any company, for any title, for any superstar. Stay safe, stay well, and thank you for your content from Walid. That's a really good question. That is a good question from a good that could be a bit. That could be a big question, that. Tight, best title reign. I can think of a few. Off the top of my head, I'm going to go with Rob Van Dam's TV title reign. Oh. Because that was presented so well. Mr. Monday Night, Mr. Paper, you know, Spin Kick and all that. And yeah, he felt like such a big deal. It felt like when he came out, it was a Rob Van Dam portion of the show. And he had that TV title at the same standards as the world title. And he held it for... Hmm, middle of 98, he beat Bigelow. They had to lose it via injury uh, start of uh, 2000. So well over a year and a bit. Some good maths there. Two years. Fair yes. enough. Uh, Jack, say something. <laughs> I've got a few off the top of my head. Um, Oscar in NXT. That was really, really good. Uh, Bailey in NXT as well, actually. I was a big fan of hers. Um uh, what was the other one that I was thinking of? That John Cena with the um, with the US title, that was a good one yeah. with the open challenge and everything. Well, if you uh, like that one, Cody's doing it on AEW. Well, yeah, that's going well. Jericho's AEW one was fantastic as well. To be fair, even though it's a bit recent. And oh, I'll say one more. Um, maybe you know when there's title reigns that don't last very long, but they just feel right. You're like the right person has the belt. It's the right time for this. And I think, looking back, probably Eddie Guerrero's, even though it didn't last very long and it probably wasn't as good as it should have been, when Eddie had the belt, it just felt like the right thing at the right time. Well said. Ross? Thank you. Uh, the first one that popped in my head, might just because of the mention of the NXT tier list, was Kevin Owens with the NXT title. And mainly just because of that little bit he had with John Cena, how he just went up there, big John Cena. I know we had been through uh, Cena versus Lesnar, at SummerSlam, but Cena was still pretty much untouchable, and then Owens was like, no, nah, I'm not putting up with your crap. Bosh. Elimination Chamber happened, and then other stuff as well. That was such a good 
build up. Yeah, because it was during the uh, Cena US title reign, I believe, and he went, ah, I beat Sami Zayn last week. And the guy went, up for NXT. He goes, no, no, I hurt Sami Zayn last week. Don't you take credit for it. <laughs> Wonderful. And yeah, he obviously held it for 700 days. So, long time. Uh, last time we saw each other, in fact. Howdy, diddlers. Uh, first of all, want to say thank you for all the content during lockdown, as it's made hours daily just fly by, and I well and truly appreciate it. Secondly, want to mention how a whole bunch of us on the Facebook fan page have come together to have weekly Zoom calls, and it's really through you guys it was even possible. So thank oh, you, no. as now I have many more wrestling fans to discuss the ongoings with. Finally, my question to you... Oh, no, they're talking. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, my question to you all is, out of all wrestlers who had multiple theme songs, who has the best collection of songs? For me, it's Triple H with King of Kings, The Game, My Time, Evolution, and DXs, all being some of the best ever, in my opinion. Many thanks, guys, from Ali Hamza, Gillingham, Kent. Oh, well, Ali, if you want to invite... If you want to invite... <laughs> oh, shut up. No, he's from Arkansas, Kent. <laughs> um, well, Ali, if you want to invite Dylan from Turkey, I'm sure you'd appreciate the love right now. Uh, good one. Oh, into the, so, well, into the fan group. Yeah, get Dylan in the fan group. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Sorry, anyway. I got excited there. Yeah, so excited for these things. Just Sorry. to get messages last uh, and uh, the phone. Uh, it's like when you it's like when you find a key earlier on in a game and then you use it on a door yes. three levels later. Oh, do you have... It appears in a different colour. Do you have the red <laughs> key? I'm like, yeah, I do, I do. <laughs> Ross, what's your best collection of? For one uh, I'm going to go for Jericho. You start mm. all the way back with the Even Flow cover, which was top draw. One of the best wrestling themes of all time. <laughs> Obviously, his WWE one is iconic in its own right. I even like the uh, the Saliva King of My World. I like that beginning bit of Survivor Series 2002, where it's like all guitars and wow and all that malarkey. And then Judas, obviously, has been played endlessly since the middle of 2017, so that must be quite good as well. That's true, and there's Sammy Guevara's cover of Judas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jack, have you got one? Because I've got one. Jericho was mine, but um, um, Eddie, uh, I've just mentioned him, but Eddie Guerrero's what was quite good. Um, I'll go for... Oh, it's difficult, isn't it? I'll go for... Um, I'll go for... No, I don't want to go for CM Punk either, because he only had two, really, didn't he? I can't think. I can't think. It's, a, it's, a, big, it's thinking, a big question. I can help you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, mine's on. Edge. The Brood. You think you know me. Uh, red, Red Crew, never going to stop. And uh, Sean Spears. Bow, bow, nah, nah, nah. No. Um, uh, Metal Anus. Metal Anus? <laughs> yes. Oh. That's the name of the band. Yeah. <laughs> old, it's Older Bridge. <laughs> It's Alter Bridge. Alter yeah. Bridge, Metalinus. There we go. I almost look silly there. Uh, Jack, have you got any? Or should we move on? Um, I'll go for Steve Blackman. Oh, two bangers. Did you know this? Because Tom said this on the, the SmackDown podcast we do. Hi, Tom. The... Oh, I forget the name of the song now, but the one with Sticks um, is part of an 18-minute song. It's the third movement. No, it's crazy drum-based <laughs> techno thing. Wow, I can't remember no, the name of it now. But see, see Blackman's entrance full, and you see it. You go eighteen minutes. Because yes, that's how long the whole thing is. 
Is think he's Prince Nassim? Oh, good, good <laughs> reference. Thank you. Uh, hey, y'all. So when I was a kid, my parents took my whole family to WrestleMania 30. When I was a kid. And it was great. <laughs> Seeing Daniel Bryan win the main event was really special. But before that, John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. For some context, my stepmom has absolutely no idea about wrestling. Brackets, but she popped for the rock. Mm. And when Bray made his entrance, she was confused and also cringed a lot. My family being from the middle of nowhere, Louisiana, I thought she would be used to seeing a southern creepy cult, but I guess not. I was so embarrassed because I was so passionate about wrestling, I could tell she thought it was dumb. Which leads me to my question. What was the most embarrassing thing you've had to explain slash watch with a non-wrestling fan? P.S. Are there any camera or spelling errors in this email? Just know I slipped and fell in the shower earlier. My head was bleeding, so I might have a concussion. Love from Claire. <laughs> Careful, Claire. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, Claire. I'm glad that you had the, the peace of mind and your priority was to send us an email, though. I appreciate that. That's yeah. Uh, Rubber mats. Are we all right? Rubber mats is the answer. Absolutely, yeah. So, what's the most embarrassing thing you've had to explain slash watch with a non-wrestling fan? I think we've had a variation of this question a bunch of times, but I've got one if you guys are thinking. Go on, Go then, on. Matthew. I've thought that a few times, but when uh, first wrestling show I saw was at uh, Butlin's and I had Dean Armark in the opener, and he's still Gannon, bless him. But the main event was the UK Undertaker, which for people of a certain age meant a lot. I know it's ridiculous now, the UK Undertaker, but... Uh, the Undertaker, UK Undertaker, it was advertised as the UK Undertaker versus a bunch of people, some army guy. I think it was like general knowledge or something. And it was, this was in 2000, but it was still probably um, early 90s Undertaker. So he had the big uh, coat and hat and purple trim and all that. So he came out and we we're all like, Undertaker, UK Undertaker. Don't care if it's the UK version, still want to see the Undertaker thing. So he comes out, smoke machine, Ganraj, looks like Phoenix Knights. You know, like, uh, <laughs> please welcome the Undertaker. And he comes out, and all the parents, including <laughs> me, mum, start creasing, laughing, <laughs> like, like folded over, laughing, like, what? What's this? And we're all, me and my brother, shut up, mum, shut up. It's a UK Undertaker. You laughing at? He's beating the greats. UK Hogan, UK Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> the actual Marty Jannetty. Uh, what, what about you, Ross? <laughs> uh, mine just goes back to watching Raw on a Thursday night on Sky uh, and man walking in every single time there was any sort of scantily clad lady and me having to just turn around and just go... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't be looking at that. Jack? I can't think of a specific one. Um, no, I can't. My mum got, for some reason, despite showing no interest in wrestling all through my life, she decided to get into World of Sport when it was on ITV. But she was actually quite receptive to it and positive. So I'd get texts every week from her being like, hope Grado wins. She bloody loved Grado oh. a lot. Yeah, she just really wanted Grado to win. Um but apart from that, I, I I can't think of anything other than my parents' general apathy towards wrestling. But now my mum's a big fan of of Grado, so there we go. 
Also, uh, I think I got the best of... You remember they did the best of Raw? Uh, volume 1 and 2, like in 2000, maybe 99, when I got, I got that, recapped a bunch of stuff, and my dad came up and said, what are you watching? I'm like, oh, uh, my wrestling. Like, all right. And it was just as Owen Hart was talking to Jason Sensation, who would come out and do impressions of the wrestlers, and it's just as Owen Hart yelled, oh, you thought that was funny? How about I come down there and slap the piss out of you? And he uh. yelled, piss. <laughs> and I was like, he was like, what? And my dad was like, no, 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 no not in this house. Uh, <laughs> my dad the Quaker um, <laughs> anyway thank you very much for the lovely selection of questions there if you have any on your random thoughts or any storylines we can progress here because this is the this is the meat of the show about the two bits of bread of the Cultaholic sandwich this is the meat please send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com ah Reese's Pieces Make this return after a week off. Hi, lads. Scottish listener living in Perth, Australia. Ooh. Got a cheeky Reese's Pieces for you. I want to hear your picks between these famous matches and their sequels. So, Ooh. as always, fastest thought first. We'll go Ross, Jack, me. John Cena versus The Rock, WrestleMania 28 or WrestleMania 29? 29? 28. Or is it 28? 28. 28? 28's a good one, I'm it's sure. It's 28, isn't it? Yeah, 29's yeah. when The Rock injured himself. 28, Ross. Stupid yeah. prick. <laughs> hold you there like, no, it's 28. It's 28. <laughs> Come get in the headlock and we'll call the spot. <laughs> Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. WrestleMania 25 or WrestleMania 26? 25. Right. 25 is a better match, but I prefer 26 for the whole story around it. <clears throat> WrestleMania 25 because we all watched it with our mates in Preston and we all thought Undertaker was deed. Can you make it versus... Oh, yeah, right. Can you make a versus Okada? Uh, Russell Kingdom 11 or Dominion 2018? Dominion. That first Wrestle Kingdom one, even though it was, wasn't was as epic, was is one of my favourite matches ever. So the first one. Uh, Dominion 2018, because one of those rare matches where people said, you need to watch it, it's really good. And I watched it, and it was actually really good. Oh, did you like it? Aye. I thought you wouldn't like it because it was so long. No, there had to be longer than being built up. I mean, this had, what, like a year build up? Maybe more, yeah. Maybe more. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. It's like every every second week or so you have that long a match. It's like, yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, TLC 1 or TLC 2? Two? 2. 2. 1's better, but nothing's beating WrestleMania 7 as a memory. Undertaker versus Lesnar, No Mercy 02 or Hell in a Cell 15? 02. 02. I loved Hell in a Cell 15. It is good, isn't it? Oh. CM Punk versus John Cena, Money in the Bank 2011 or Raw 2013? Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank, but that Raw one is excellent as well. I'm going to say Raw just because it. it's... I think it's like one of these matches where when I care about star ratings, someone said it's a five-star match, and I went, what, on Raw, randomly? I watched it and goes, <laughs> all right, all right. <coughs> first, first pile driver in 20 years. Uh, Undertaker versus Edge, WrestleMania 24 or SummerSlam 2008? WrestleMania. The Mania one. Ah, Mania one. Batista versus Triple H, WrestleMania 21 or WrestleMania 35? <laughs> 35, all day long. Nose rings no. and everything. <laughs> um, the, one when, the one when they're younger, but for comedy value, 35. 
It's got the entrances. It's got Batista slipping over. It's got the <laughs> nose ring. It's brilliant. It's got Xavier Woods freaking out to Batista's entrance as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what Jack said. Stone Cold versus The Rock, WrestleMania X7 or WrestleMania 19? 17. Ooh. 17, but I love the bittersweet nature of Austin's last match as well. Just one <laughs> more fire. Shawn Michaels versus Jericho, WrestleMania 19 or No Mercy 2008. Oof, that's tough. Oh, 19 was the best match on the card, wasn't it? Well, in Jericho's yeah. opinion. <laughs> <laughs> was No Mercy the ladder match? Say again. Was No Mercy the ladder match? Yes. I'll go for that one. God, that feud in 08 was so good. I'm going to go with that one. Styles versus Cena, SummerSlam at 16 or Rumble 17? Rumble. Rumble. Yeah, Rumble. Shield versus Evolution, Extreme Rules or Payback from 2014? Can't remember either of them. <laughs> oh, can you not? Nah. Oh. They were good. The the one where the one where they just beat them, the elimination one where they beat them 3-0. Oh, I can't remember which one it was. Uh, so there was one where it was elimination and the Shield, all of them survived and eliminated all of Evolution. But Triple H got a few minutes of bravely Triple H and about on his own, but yeah, the, Shield still won. the Shield still won. Yeah, uh-huh. Gargano's dad. I'm going to do Extreme <laughs> Rules 2014. Uh, Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan, Rumble 2014 or Rumble 2020? 2014? I didn't... Was, the, was that the strap match at 20, this year? It seems so long yeah. ago. It was. It does feel like a long time ago, but yes, that was the strap match. The I'll go 14. I'll go 14 as well. Yeah, 14. I wasn't that big of a fan of the 20 match. Sami Zayn versus KO. Take over Rival or Battleground 2016? Oh, Battleground. Yeah, Battleground. Yeah, Battleground. Lesnar versus Cena. Extreme Rules 2012 or SummerSlam 2014? Oh, the SummerSlam one. Oof. Yeah, the SummerSlam one. They were both really good. But SummerSlam just... Because no one expected... Well, I say no one. I wasn't expecting it. I can't remember the first one. That's one where Lesnar just returned, had that match, and he lost to Cena straight away. And everyone threw their hands up and goes, why would you do that? I haven't seen it in years, but it was my favourite match of the year, so I might have to rewatch it. Uh, Punk versus Jericho, WrestleMania 28, or Payback 2013? WrestleMania. I don't remember the payback one, so I'll go for WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't remember the payback one either. Do I. Uh, Angle versus Lesnar, WrestleMania 19, or SmackDown 03, the Iron Man match? Oh! oh Iron Man. That's a tricky one, but I'll go for the Iron Man as well. Oh, the Iron Man, I don't think the main event uh, has aged very well, considering they're both trying to not hurt each other. <laughs> and, uh, and then already ensued. Uh, thanks, lads. Cammy. And that's a lovely Reese's Pieces. Chris? Mm. You know what? <laughs> I uh, don't know, Jeff. <laughs> Oh right! I... Oh, the football's back soon. I know that Yay. it's. I know that it's questionable in terms of like, is it safe or not? But my fantasy team is raring and ready to go. I can't wait. Absolutely yeah. can't wait. You know, last week you surprised us with a nineties quiz. <laughs> you know, I've got here a question, a bunch of questions I made up uh, twenty minutes before this started. You're not. <laughs> you want to do it? That's great. It's a general nineties yeah, yeah, quiz for it's... both both Jack and Ross. Some you can wait, see what it is more it? aimed Sorry. at one or the other. Wait, it's 90s football or just 90s? No, 90s in general, as you'll see, there's a mix. Oh, crap. No, no, no don't worry. You don't done, worry. You done, no, you should have done 2000s for us. We're younger. 
Oh, that's right. Oh, oh no. Nah. Well, I'm going to ask them anyway. Uh, <laughs> I can already see this dying on its ass. Who played the role of Games Master in Games Master? Who's starting Jack. off? Jack. I've got, I've got no idea. Oh, no. I've I will, got no idea either. I will oh, no. guess. I'll right. take, a, I'll take was, a, uh, a stab at Michael Barrymore. It was, oh, Jesus. I'll go Roy Walker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off to the race. You know what? I it was it was Roy Walker. Um, <laughs> good guess. Uh, <laughs> name any two live Who and kicking presenters. Patrick Moore. Um, name oh. any two live and kicking presenters. Oh my god! The, the names have gone. Cat Dealey. Was it? No, I've got no idea, Matthew. <laughs> and the segment. <laughs> Jack. I don't know, Matthew. Live and oh, kicking. God Jamie Thigston. Jamie Thigston. Yes, that's one. Thank God for that. Oh. Um, Kirsty O'Brien. Zoe Ball. No, Zoe, Zoe Ball's Bre- another one. Let's yes. Go. yes. You both got a point. Bloody hell. <laughs> On the 10th of January, 95, Andy Cole was sold to Manchester United for £6 million. And which player? Is that for Jack? Yeah, it should have been for you, but I, whatever. Who replaced Andy? Was it Keith Gillespie? I don't know. It was oh, Keith Gillespie. Keith Gillespie. Oh. Well done. A, a, a genuine point that time. Well done. Um, to Ross. Oh, well. Richard O'Brien was the first presenter of the Crystal Maze. Who was the second? <laughs> Richard Ayoade? <laughs> <laughs> Jack? I don't know. <laughs> Ed Tudor Pull. It's amazing. Who? <laughs> right. He's a singer or something. Which former EastEnders actor hosted Fort Boyard? Oh, that's right. Alex had that for a point. Leslie Grantham. Yeah, okay, even better. Uh, Ross, which was the Spice Girls' first number one hit single? Oh, oh wannabe. Yes, well done. Is it? Wow. Yes. <laughs> this is a 90s one, but I struggle at this point. Jack, which two uh, Newcastle United players start fighting each other during a game of Aston Villa? Kieran Dyer and Lee Boyer. Oh, there that's, we go. A no- that's a naughty question, that. It is, but whatever. <laughs> uh, Ross, this is because of uh, Danny Joshua, Tyson Fury fight being announced. Who did Lennox Lewis defeat to become the undisputed heavyweight champion in 99? Mike Tyson. Jack. Is it not Mike Tyson? It's not, no. It's a Holyfield. It is Evander Holyfield, that's right. Uh, Jack, New Buchanan presented Art Attack. Can you name the other show he presented on CITV? Ooh. No, that's a... No, but I'm interested to know what it is. He may have been minus three when it was on, now I think about it. Uh, Ross? Haven't got a clue. Finders Keepers. What oh. was that about? Okay. And finally, which soap UK TV had the best theme song opener? The Brookside. <laughs> that's right. Go on. Brookside. Is right, Ross. Well it done. It is correct. <laughs> Absolute those... scenes. Oh. We didn't even plan that. It just generally no, is the best No, you can't theme. tell, can you? It's like Badil and Skinner. <laughs> you have to ask your mum and dad about that one, Jack. Well, that was a spectacular <laughs> failure. Uh, but no, thank you very much right. for watching that segment of the show. And if you have any recent pieces, please, please, please keep them to yourself or send them to mailbag at alcoholic.com. It's Cultaholics. Wow, what a lovely podcast. Big question is, sadly, why is Edge versus Randy Orton 
the greatest wrestling match ever. Their words, not ours. I've just remembered something huge that I've not mentioned for the rest of this podcast. No, Edge versus Orton is that the greatest wrestling match ever. We're about to talk. I about got it. a massive follow on Twitter the other day. It's Brock Lesnar's daughter. All right. Legit, legit, because <laughs> she's followed by other wrestlers. I had to look like who else follows this person that you follow. It's actually Brock Lesnar's daughter. What's her name? Let's see if she follows me. I, I can't remember her name. Her. I think it might be Maya or Mia. Maya. Okay. Maya Lesnar. Brock. M-I-A. No, M-Y-A. Oh, M-Y-A. Lesnar. That's right. Everyone stops. It's Maya Lesnar. It's Maya Lesnar. She doesn't follow me. She doesn't follow me. Oh. I've never liked her. Follows Kenny, Gabriel Kidd, Pachiti, Joe Hendry. Oh. She a big WCPW fan. Must be. She's a glorious supporter. That's a weird combination of people. Anyway, yeah, shout out I, to... We agree. Shout out to Maya Lesnar. Ah. Dropping names everywhere. I'm never saying anything bad about Brock ever again. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, you're dropping the names there, Jack. Would you like to drop us your opinion about why Edge <laughs> is the greatest wrestler match ever? So I'm actually going to try and answer this seriously, as in, like, why have they decided to bill it as the greatest match ever? Um, is it just to laugh at dirt sheets and internet fans who always debate what's the best match ever is it just to say haha look at how stupid you are because if so they've done a good job in riling everyone up including edge who has tweeted things like just sang my daughter the best lullaby ever and just had the greatest cup of coffee ever he seems quite annoyed but i honestly it's a mystery to me matthew what do you think I was going to say, people have speculated that. But you watch TV, they're treating it like it is going to be the actual greatest wrestling match ever. So if it was tongue-in-cheek, like I said a few weeks ago, if they start the match, bell rings, and Orton just gets DQ'd straight away or pins him with the RKO, and that's it. I would love it. I would love Great, it. Great. Funny. We we get it. And instead, it's, it's like they're trying to do two things at once. They are trying to take the mickey out of the idea of bigging up a match. But they're also asking you, to watch the match because it's going to be great. And you, you can't do both. It's trying to put two the opposite magnets together. Just go like that, lapel. So, Melt has be, been saying that apparently it is very good, which is the worst case scenario because it's not going to seem that good because it's been billed as the greatest match ever. I don't get it. I'm not going to pretend to get it. I don't get it. A lot of things WWE does. I just want to sit down, watch it and go, aye, that were good. Or, ooh, that was a bad miss. I move on with my life. Uh, what about you, Ross? You're more sensible. Uh, am I? Um, I was listening. I think I was listening to Brian Alvarez the other day, and I think someone emailed him or something. I can't remember who came up with this hypothesis, but apparently, this could have been a match potentially for Saudi Arabia, where they do the greatest Royal Rumble and the biggest battle royal ever, and potentially the greatest match ever. So I'm adding oh. to this hypothesis, right? I reckon they've got the license, the copyright, the whatever for that song they're using for the pay per view, and I reckon it runs out on Monday morning, right? So I reckon a Saudi Arabia event would have happened if the whole pandemic wasn't going on in the world right now. And Edge versus Randy Orton with the greatest theme song ever for the greatest match ever would have been taking place on that card. So I reckon they've just gone, well, we've paid for it. We're going to use it. Backlash is on Sunday. We'll use it there. That is ironclad. 100% facts. That's pretty good, actually. That's probably what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But what is the theme? Is it it Mike's the greatest show? 
Is Great this showman. the greatest, greatest no, match um, no. no. <laughs> it's um, Hugh Jackman. This is the greatest show. It's a cover by a band. Is it Fallout Boy? I, I think know. Panic at the Disco did one. Panic at the Disco. Oh, well, they're the, the greatest emo band of all ever. Whatever. Mess that up. My mate who's not into wrestling was once live tweeting WrestleMania 30. Whichever one, when the Shield come out and batter Road Dog and yeah, Kane right. and Billy. And he called them, because he knew nothing about it, he called them Panic at the Wrestling. But I don't... I don't only Rollins looks like an emo out of those three, surely. Even then, it's a push. I don't know. <laughs> so, Chris, if you're listening, he's not. He's got a son now. He's got other things to concentrate on. Fair enough. He grew out of wrestling. What a freak. <laughs> um, yeah, Edge and Orton had some good matches in 2004. That was a long time ago. Uh a lot of people like Edge. A lot of the appeal of Edge's comeback, though, was it was going to be in front of loads of screaming, adoring Edge fans and Edge heads. Uh, they're not going to be here. It's only going to be as good as it can be, uh, given the circumstances. I wish them well, but I think it was Boss Mars or someone who was just as funny on Twitter who said they should have just done a Tom McGee and then not released it. And I'll just have talking heads go, God, it's a shame the camera broke recording it. It was the greatest wrestling match ever. <laughs> And then years later, you upload it and go, oh, found it. How how do you actually think the match is going to go? If it's at, like WrestleMania, uh, an hour and a half. Yeah. Ross, I think it'll how be do you a, think the match? I just think it'll be a really good throwback, like, you know, good old main event WWE wrestling match. But then well, the whole thing's subjective, isn't it? So if someone goes, oh, I genuinely think that's the greatest wrestling match of all time, you just got to go, yeah, but good, good for you on your opinion there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be so good, weird. but I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. I hope we do find out what the reason is in the future because it's confusing. It's so silly. confusing. I did like. I think I'll end the podcast on this note. I think it was is all right now. It was another great Twitter account who says, "I can't wait for them to do the rematch in Saudi Arabia so they can call it the greatest, greatest wrestling match ever." Yeah. <sighs> so well, strange. We weren't lying. It was a great podcast. I'd love it if the Saudi kingdom went, or the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, because obviously they're still in their 80s phase where they want all these big names over and everything. Imagine if they suddenly got smarky and started requesting like Kabashi and like Kawada to come over. I, I just thought that, I just had an idea there. That would be really funny. Sorry, go on, Matthew. Thank you. Any other closing thoughts, Ross Boy, wrap it up? <laughs> Absolutely not, Matthew. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for watching all the way through to the very end. I've been Mafu. I have nothing to plug this week, uh, but I hope you have a nice time. Jack, anything to plug? Um, backlash predictions should be up around now, if not soon, tomorrow. Um, but I think they'll already be up. And um, rest of the week is up today as well, so check that out. Wahoo, Ross. There will be a, a tier video, but I don't know what on. So all the best to you. Good times. <laughs> I'm not happy enough. Stay safe. Stay sane. Remember to immediately come off social media after you listen to us for a good hour or so. Go outside of a jog. And until we see you next week, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands creepily to your camera. Thank you very much to the people who sent the photos of themselves doing this, by the way. And remember, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the count of three, pretend we're there with you, coughing and sneezing everywhere. 
on three, one, two, three. Join us. Join us. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 